The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Philip said to Jesus, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. But if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact will do greater works than these, because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the Spirit of Truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. You know Him, because He abides with you, and He will be in you. I have said these things to you while I am still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. God before us, God beside us, God behind us, God above us, be also now between us a bridge through which your truth may move. In the name of the one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Why and what if? I've been thinking about these questions quite a bit lately, and I've been thinking about them particularly since Easter, um, in the time after Easter, right up to Ascension Day, and even today, that those questions are on my mind. I heard a story at Episcoparty, so this is a plug for Episcoparty. You hear funny things at Episcoparty, so you need to come. Um, and I'm going to change the names to protect the innocent. Um, but it was a story about a woman who had found a portrait in her home. It was like in the attic or something, and she put it up um, above the fireplace. And her housekeeper came in, and she, 
she looked at it and was just amazed. She said, Mrs. Jones, who is that beautiful woman above the fireplace? She's just exquisite. This is beautiful. And Mrs. Jones kind of smiled coyly and she, she got real happy and she said, well, well, that was me. That's me. And uh, the, the housekeeper shook her head and she looked down and then she looked up and said, Mrs. Jones, time's a real killer, isn't it? <laughs> I love that story. So it makes you think. You know, I'm sure Mrs. Jones had the questions. Why? You know, why would she say that? You know, why have I aged like I have aged? What if I had done something different? You know, when I, when I turned 40, what if I had started using some miracle cream? You know, emu oil or something like that. Would it be different? You know, all of the whys and the what ifs. And she could have worked herself right up to the point where she said, well, it just doesn't matter. You know, who cares? I mean, that's what I'm going to get from, from people that love me. You know, why even bother? You know, I just, I'll just stay in my robe all day, I guess. I, I don't know. I'm paralyzed by it. And these are two killer questions, aren't they? The why and the what if. And I'm not talking about the why that leads to something. The why of, of intellectual inquiry that you actually get something out of. I'm talking about the why that makes no sense. Somebody told me this morning... Yeah, a poem. I'm not going to quote the poem because I couldn't even if I wanted to. But they went up to one of those thousand-leg centipedes, you know, and they said, um, you know, why do you, why do, you do what you do? Wh which leg do you put first? And the centipede fell over and died in the ditch. Couldn't move because he just did it, you know, didn't think about it. The why didn't matter. It was that he, he did it. So that's not the kind of why I'm talking about. But we had a wedding here yesterday. These beautiful flowers are from the wedding of Alma Lee Gibson and Alan Kraft. And we talked a little bit about this during the wedding. You know, when you're on the verge of something new, you literally are on the verge of the unknown. And you can be filled with all kinds of questions of what if, right? What if this happens in five years? What if she changes in some dramatic way? Well, what do I do then? Or what if I change in some dramatic way? Um, what if, if I can't do it? You know, I get, get into this 10 years and I just, I just don't know all of the what ifs that can literally freeze you with fear. They can stop you right in your tracks. Am I going to be good enough? Am I going to be strong enough to do this? We have a baptism today. Davis Gross, and all parents in this nave have had the questions, what if and why with a child? What if I'm not a good father? You know, what if this happens? What if my child doesn't get on the baseball team? What if she doesn't get into college? Or what if she drops out of college? What if you fill in the blank? We've all had it. Why? Why do you speak that way? Why, why do you do what you do? Why did this happen? You want to put them in a room and tell them not to come out for 10 years, right? Then you don't have to answer the questions of what if and why. But you can't do that. And I, I see those questions of why and what if floating around in today's gospel lesson. We are today celebrating Pentecost, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the descent of the Spirit, God's guidance, God's power. That's why we wear red. It is the church on fire, not the church asleep. 
why we have red all around us. It's the color of the Holy Spirit descending upon the disciples and giving them strength and giving them wisdom to put one foot in front of the other and move out. It's the birthday of the church where God shows his power to the church. But I'm sure they were filled with the questions. Why did this happen? Why did my rabbi, my leader, my savior, why did he die like he did? Why did that happen? And what if? What if, now that we have this gift of the Holy Spirit, we can't do it? What if I I stumble as I go out there? What if I go to the town next to this one and I'm arrested? What if I'm persecuted? All of the what ifs that I know had to have been pulsing through their minds. Why? What if? And it's enough to paralyze you. It's enough to keep you right where you are. It's enough to take that gift of the Holy Spirit and then say, forget this, I'm going home. Just like that centipede putting, falling over on your back because you just don't know how to put one foot in front of the other. But God didn't entertain those questions, did He? The why and the what if. Not that He didn't care. God cares deeply about where we are. That's why He spoke in all of the different languages or had them speak in different languages so that they could understand God's power, so that they could understand God's message, so that they could be called out into the world. God met them right where they were, but He didn't keep them there. He sent them out into the world. He breathed that Holy Spirit upon them. And it came upon them and they went out to do the work that God had given them to do. You see, I think God is more concerned with new life than He is with what happened yesterday. That might be controversial to say. But if God wasn't concerned with new life and leading people to something new, then He would have left them in the upper room, wouldn't He? You see, Jesus broke into the upper room of fear and the questions of why and what if. He broke in to tell them it would be okay and that He would give them strength. And he led them out of the upper room to new life. Not that he didn't care about the wise, but he cared as much or more about the new life and spreading the good news to all of those out in the world, a broken world that desperately needs to hear it. Follow me. Have faith. Come out. We heard the story two weeks ago in the Gospel. It's one of the alternate readings where Jesus comes by the pool at Bethsatha. And the man who had been laying there for 38 years, right? You know, they believed that when the angel came down into the water, it would stir up the water, and then everybody would run to the water, and they would receive healing. Basically, they would receive new life as a result of jumping in the water. This guy had been there for 38 years. You know, some things never change, right? Everybody just ran right by him, shoved him out of the way, run into the pool themselves, and Jesus comes along, met him right where he was, in the midst of his helplessness, in the midst of his depression, in the midst of his situation, met him, and he said, do you want to walk? And the guy didn't say, sure, show me how. What did he say? He said, I've been sitting here for 38 years. And I'm sure he would have gone on and on. Yeah, nobody would help me. That woman, she's been here for 10. She hit me in the face the other day. You know, la, 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 la. Why'd she do that? Jesus, why would she do something like that? Questions that ultimately aren't going to get him into the pool. So Jesus says again, interrupts him almost. 
do you want to walk? And take up your mat and walk. Not that he didn't care that he'd been there for 38 years. That's why Jesus came. That's why he knelt down. Is because he saw him in his weakness. He saw him in his depression. He saw him in his helplessness. And he reached down and he gave him a hand. But Jesus, I want to talk about the why. Why did this happen to me? Why have I been here? Why did she do this? And why did he do that? And started doing this, right? Do you want to walk? Do you want new life? Because I want to give it to you. Take my hand and follow me. And we'll talk about the why, but first you've got to get up and you've got to follow me. So what pool are you on the verge of today? We receive the Holy Spirit and yet we're paralyzed with the whys and the what-ifs. I don't know about you, but I do it every day of my life. Why did that happen? What if this doesn't happen? And I don't pray about it and I don't turn it over to God and I don't lean on the people of God all around me. I'm paralyzed by the whys and the what-ifs. And we see it in our community on TV every day. No wonder nothing could get done in Washington or Paris or London or Brussels. Because everybody wants to do the navel-gazing forever. They don't want to come up with solutions. And it's on both sides of the aisle, in the middle of the aisle. It's everywhere. We see it on TV every night. Well, why did you say that? Well, I say a thousand things a day. I don't know. It just slipped out. Well, why did you say it? I don't know. I'm sorry. I just said it. Why? Why would you do that? You know, why, why, why? What if you hadn't done it? And we get into this and it paralyzes us as individuals, as a society. And we do it in the world out there and we do it in the world in here. And Jesus is asking us today, do you want to walk? Do you want new life? Because He gives us the power of the Holy Spirit. So what what are you on the verge of? You've been given the Holy Spirit and strengthened in ministry. What are you on the verge of? A new job? An old job? College? A new relationship? An old relationship? Are you plagued by the whys that aren't going to get you anywhere? By the what-ifs if you fail and fall down on your face? It's a great commercial. I talked about it Wednesday night a couple of weeks ago. It's one of my favorite commercials. Picture this in your mind, since I don't have one of those fancy video screens and, you know, we can't, you know, watch it. So, here we go. I don't want one either. I'd rather tell the story. Basketball. Boom, 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 boom. Picture of a guy from the bus stop, you know, right here. And you can tell he's dribbling this basketball because he's kind of going back and forth doing this. And it's just this boom, boom, boom. So, it fades into him. And then he starts talking. You're kind of doing this, moving around. Boom, boom, boom. I'm too fast. Boom, 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 boom. I'm too slow. Boom, boom, boom. It will make me smell bad. I'm allergic to stuff. I may exert myself too much. I feel bloated. I don't feel bloated. I have a bad case of the Mondays, a bad case of the Tuesdays, a bad case of the Wednesdays. I can't do that. My mother wouldn't like it. I can't do that. My father would like it. It's too dark. It's too light. I'm too tired. The coach won't like it. The coach won't pick me. The coach did pick me. I don't like that. Boom, 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 boom. I didn't get enough sleep. Boom, boom, boom. I got too much sleep. Boom, boom, boom. I don't want to slow you down. Boom, boom, boom. I don't want to be a burden. Boom, boom, boom. And then he takes the basketball like this and it goes, bam! Right on the ground. And he says, man, my feet hurt. And he's in a wheelchair. Basketball comes right down in front of a wheelchair. And he turns the wheelchair around and he wheels off the basketball court. And then, of course, the Nike thing, just do it, comes up. 
I don't know about you, but I'm filled with the whys and the what-ifs. The whys about my past that lead to nothing. It's not good intellectual inquiry. It's nothing. It will get me nowhere. But I'm filled with them, and I want to know. And the what-ifs. What if I fail? What if I'm not good enough? What if somebody does something to thwart my progress? What if? God is calling us all to new life. Every one of us. He's calling Davis to new life in a special way this baptism day. But he's calling each and every one of us to new life as we renew our baptismal covenant. He's given us the Holy Spirit to give us strength, to give us guidance, to give us direction. Are we going to fall over on our backs with the whys and the what ifs? Why should we do it? Why should we listen? Why should we follow? What if we fail? From the words of Christ in today's gospel, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. God is with us. And at some point we have to put the whys and the what ifs aside and follow him. He will give us strength. Just do it. Amen.